This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today's topic is bad news, seniors. Your Medicare costs are going up. <laughs> and with me today, I have financial planner Julie Chadwick. Welcome, Julie. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is kind of a depressing topic, I think. When we th- we know that costs are going up, we hate to see Medicare costs go up, though. Yeah, and that's not a surprising one, like a, in a good way. So right. we got to prepare for it. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about what the changes are that people can expect for 2020. And then we'll just talk a little bit about how Medicare in general works so people can wrap their minds around this system, which is really an incredibly complex one. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to it. So there's really got to understand all the different parts and how they affect you. Right. So there's two main things that are changing and and not in a good way for (laughs) seniors that are on the Medicare system this year. We're going to see an increase in premiums and we're going to see an increase in the deductible on the Part B. So Julie, what is the increase that we're going to see in the premiums this year? Okay, and the premiums for Part A, Part A is basically your hospital care. So generally it's free for enrollees, but Part B and Part D are the ones that have premiums. And Part B is the part that's going to have the increase in the premium. Right. That's kind of like your outpatient care, preventative care, diagnostic services. So that's the part that's going to increase. And we're going to see an increase on that in starting in 2020. So is what that is. Normally that Part B is $135, about $135 a year. And now that is actually going to move to $144. Now, I know that a jump of $9.10 to be exact a month is not necessarily that big of a deal. But there is a reason that we're saying this is unfortunate. And here's why. That's a 6.7% increase in the cost of your Medicare Part B. And the reason that I'm saying that it's unfortunate is this. Social Security is actually getting a cost of living increase in 2020. A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. The Social Security increase that you're going to get is 1.6%. So you're going to get a 1.6% increase in Social Security, but take a 6.7% increase in the cost of Medicare. (laughs) It's kind of easy to do the math and see that's not adding up. For yeah, you, I so. wish it was the other way. I wish Social Security was going up by six percent. That'd make a lot of people happy. Exactly. So that can make a significant difference on your on your monthly benefit there, especially if you're in a fixed income. Yeah, right. for sure. Now the other thing that's bad news for seniors is that the deductible for Part B is going to go up. So the deductible for Part B has been $185 a year, and that's going to $198 a year. So that's raising by $13 for the whole year. Again, it's not a massive increase, but it is a 7% increase. So it kind of falls in line percentage-wise by what we're saying is, gosh darn it, if incomes for people don't go up at the same pace that uh, Medicare costs do, that can be a problem for some people. Right. So those two whammies together really add up and can make a significant difference on someone's paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Now, for those of you who listen to us, I know many of you are not so worried about just, you know, a $10 cost increase here or a $13 cost increase here because you have a significant amount of retirement savings. And the good news is that so far during 2019, we've seen some nice market-related index increases, both in the stock market and in the bond market. They both have gone up from the beginning of the year. So the good news is for those of you who have done a good job of saving, 
hopefully some of your investments have increased and can easily offset <laughs> this Medicare cost that's, increase. That's one thing that helps you out a little bit. So Right. Now, for those of you, though, who are high earners, which many of the people that we work with run into this problem, don't forget there can be a nasty little surprise that's called the Medicare High Income Beneficiary Surtax. And that means that if you make too much money, then your actual cost for Medicare goes up. And so if you are single and you have an income on your tax return of more than $87,000, you're going to face that surcharge. As well as married couples filing jointly, if your income is above $174,000, you're also going to get hit with this surcharge. Right, and this is probably one of the areas that, the biggest area that people really don't understand or don't know about this part. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a kind of little hidden feature in there, but again, it's a surcharge that people get hit just for, again, you know, doing a good job. (laughs) Right, so congratulations, you have good retirement (laughs) income, here's your surcharge. Right. (laughs) So here's the thing with that is, is there are kind of a subset of people who get hit with this the most frequently and are also the most surprised. And that is when one spouse goes on to the Medicare system and one spouse who is a high earner is continuing to work. That's when we see that the most. Yeah. yeah. So what happens, let's just take the case of maybe somebody who's, say, an attorney. Okay, and an attorney may be making $250,000, $300,000 a year, or maybe a doctor making that amount of money, whatever your profession is, if you're earning that. If your maybe non-working spouse turns 65 and goes on to the Medicare system, while you're still working, you may still be on your own group health care, which mm-hmm. is fine, but your spouse is going to get hit with that surcharge because your household income is over this number. And that's the number that they go on to base what that premium is going to be based off of. Right. Now, the highest amount of surcharge can boost that Medicare premium from the $144.60 that Julie was just talking about to well over $450 a month. So when you get hit with that surcharge, it can be a very unexpected number. And it gets reset every year. It's going to be based on that income each year. So yep. if you're earning more or continue to keep earning and that income keeps going up, that premium adjustment is going to keep going up too. Exactly. Now, another thing that we've seen happen is that people decide that the Medicare system is better than the group health care system that they have available to them, and they voluntarily go on to the Medicare system without being aware of this surcharge. So again, let's say you have this income, mm-hmm. maybe one spouse is still working, but now both spouses have chosen to go on to Medicare. That surcharge can be a nasty surprise because both of you get hit with it. Right. It's yeah. going to be each person's <laughs> premium is going to be on up. So. Yes. Yes. So beware of that if you've done a great job creating income streams for yourself during retirement or if you have somebody in a high income earning position that has a spouse or is thinking about going on Medicare. Okay, so there are a number of things that you can do when you're budgeting for health care in retirement. And the biggest question that we get, I think the most frequent question we get is, if I want to retire early, what should I expect to budget for health care? Right. And it really is going to kind of vary nationwide, but we look at an average, it's going to be probably about $1,000 a person is what we kind of estimate. Yeah, per month. So if you're thinking about retiring early, if you are working for a company that has health care, 
then you might have the option of doing COBRA or you might have the option of doing something called state continuation. State continuation lasts for up to nine months following termination of work and COBRA can last for up to 18 months following termination of work. So the first thing you're going to want to do is double check with your HR team to find out what are your options for healthcare following disconnection with the company? Is it continuation or is it COBRA? Right. A lot of times we get people saying, well, we've heard COBRA is really way too expensive to continue, so it's better to off going on your own. Well, these days that really isn't the case. <laughs> right. It's going to be probably a lot more expensive if you private insure. Yeah, or maybe even neck and neck, but the group benefits right. often are stronger level of benefits. That's usually the key. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing about it is do your homework because if you are going to retire early, which is great mm -hmm. and hopefully you can, you are going to want to budget in your plan about $1,000 a month per person for your health care. And that should be enough to cover most COBRA policies or most private policies. Now, I don't know about you, Julie, but it sure seems that there's a lot of consternation right now in the healthcare industry, and we just don't know what individual healthcare is going to look like in the next year or two years or five years. Right. That's probably one of the biggest areas that is the unknown when we're doing mm -hmm. our planning with people. So it's really totally an estimate that we're looking at. But when yep. in this year, when the, you know, the healthcare plans and everything are going to be changing and they continue to change, it's really an unknown. Exactly. So that's the budgeting you should do. Now, when you get to Medicare age, and you go on to the Medicare system, let's pretend that you don't have the surcharge issue, then there is a fair amount of complexity to understand in the Medicare system, and each of the different parts comes with its own set of costs. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, where we're talking about the fact that there's some bad news, seniors. Your Medicare costs are going up. <laughs> Never something that we like to hear all the time. So Exactly. So for those of you who may have missed the beginning part of the show, the, the cost for Medicare is jumping up by $9.10 a month starting in 2020, and the Medicare Part B deductible is going up by... $13 a year. So that's what we're seeing in terms of increases. But Julie, you know, overall, when you think about your health care, that really is a huge part of somebody's retirement budget. I mean, people are going to spend a lot of money on their health care. Right. Like we said earlier in the beginning half, you, we, we tell people to budget really about $1,000 per person for year for what your health care costs are going to mm -hmm. be before you get to Medicare. So that's in a cost in itself right there. But then when you get on Medicare, you're going to have the costs and, you know, the drug plans and that type of thing or, you know, going to be the expenses that you have to pay. And that's really one of people's biggest concern is when they're getting to retirement. Right. In fact, there was a study done by Fidelity a couple years ago that said a 65-year-old couple retiring in 2019 can expect to spend $285,000 in health care and medical expenses throughout retirement. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a big part of your retirement plan. Probably. Especially considering that a lot of people haven't even saved two hundred and eighty five thousand dollars. <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully everybody listening has 10 times that. <laughs> but the thing about it is your health care costs are there. They're an expensive piece of the retirement puzzle for sure. Right. And that's an unknown as far as what the costs are, but the costs keep going up every single year on, yeah. over what people have anticipated. That's probably one of the biggest things. And then people obviously are living longer too. So those are things that, mm -hmm. you know, if you're living longer, there's just more expense and more costs that you're going to have for a longer amount of time. 
Yep. Okay, so let's dig into the Medicare system just for a little bit. The Medicare system can be an incredibly complex system for people to navigate because there's a number of moving parts. For most people, there is literally four parts to Medicare. For some people, depending on which options they choose, there's only three parts. But the majority of people out there that are on the Medicare system have a four-part system that they have to navigate. Right. So think of it in terms of some letters that's going to help you get past part of this. So there's A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are kind of like the four parts. And then there's this extra thing over here called a Medicare supplement. So those are the five pieces. And depending on what you choose, you'll either have four of them or three of them. Right. Okay. So everybody is going to have Medicare Part A. Right. Part A is the free part. Right. And Part A is, generally speaking, going to be covering things like your hospital visits. Mm -hmm. Right. Not not a lot of, you know, things to really go into detail on that. It's basically connected to hospital care, hospital visits, things like that. And there is currently no premium charge for people for Part A, which is nice. Yep. So that's one thing that's a bonus. That's really good. So part A is what you get right when you turn 65. So you get that Mm -hmm. even if you are continuing to work. A lot of times people have questions. They come to us and say, do I have to do anything if I'm going to continue working? Well, you're still going to do the part A. Yeah, you definitely should. So the next thing then is part B. And part B, as Julie said earlier, is more connected with the doctors. It also covers the outpatient care, the preventative care, diagnostic services, and things like this. And part B is the part that has the deductible that we were talking about earlier. So you're going to end up in 2020 paying the first $198 worth of costs, and then the Medicare system itself starts to kick in and cover some of those costs. Now, that Part B is also what we were saying has an increase in the premium. So the Part B for the regular price for people is going to be about $144.60 mm-hmm. a month in 2020. The Part B is one of the things that has the surcharge. So if you were listening earlier, if you're in those brackets of income, single above 87000 and married finally jointly above 174000 a year, then you're going to have this surcharge on the Part B premium, okay? So Part A and Part B go with everybody that's in the Medicare system, okay? Now, most people then skip Part C and go straight to Part D. Right. <laughs> and D stands for? The drugs. The drugs. There we go. Get to have some drugs in your retirement, (laughs) whether you like them or not, by golly. (laughs) That's a good question that we a lot of times get, too, is people say, well, I'm not taking any prescriptions, so I don't need to file for Part D. Well, actually, you do. And unfortunately, if you don't, then you're going to get hit with another penalty, too. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So what people sometimes miss is if you don't start your Part D on time, then every month that you're late starting it will have a small penalty. And that penalty just increases and gets bigger every month that you don't have the coverage. And that penalty is something that never goes away. (laughs) That's something you don't want to have dragon with you. Yes. So 15 years from now, that penalty will still (laughs) be tagged on to your Medicare Part D D premium if you didn't do it when you were supposed to. So that's a biggie. That's when you really don't want to miss. So the key is you still need to file for Part D and and get a Part D prescription plan. Mm -hmm. Even if you're taking zero prescriptions, you still take a premium and it's probably going to be very inexpensive, but you have to at least file for it and get that done. There are ones that are just maybe a couple of dollars a month Mm -hmm. um, that you can find there's a lot of different places that you can find part d 
coverages. So you're going to want to do your shopping on this. In fact, sometimes you can check in with your local senior center. And the best way to handle Part D is by going and talking to somebody who is educated in how the system works, who isn't trying to sell something. Right. So if the senior centers will often have volunteers there who completely understand the Medicare Part D and the whole system, and they can look at what drugs you're taking or maybe even not taking and recommend which plans are the best plans for you and what those type of cost differences can be. Right. Because they're all the plans are going to vary and it's going to be to each person because it's going to be based on the prescriptions you're taking. Mm -hmm. So you might be taking the same prescriptions as your spouse, but they might be maybe a different brand for a certain reason. And that could definitely make a difference in the premium. Exactly. So do your homework on this one. Um, But anyway, so now we've talked about Part A and Part B and Part D. So if you're like most people who are on the four-port system, those are the three Medicare pieces. And then you also would get what's called a Medicare supplement. Some people refer to this as Medigap, but it Mm -hmm. basically is a supplement. And what it's designed to do is it's designed to help cover some of the costs that the Medicare Part A and B don't cover. Right. So it kind of covers that remaining portion for you. So it's another insurance policy. It's mandated by the government as far as what the plans are. But it's pri- it's done through private insurance companies. Yep. So here's the to kind of round this out. Medicare Part A and Part B are done through the government. Medicare Part D and the Medicare supplements are mandated by the government. How the benefits actually work, but they're actually executed and taken out through private insurance carriers. So when you're thinking through this, you've got two that are government-based and two that are private-based. So to get through your Medicare journey, you're going to have to <laughs> involve somebody in the insurance world, most likely. Right. And that's where, like Mary said, you can you know seek out maybe a senior center or services like that that would help you out um, because those are the ones that you're going to want to shop because there are different companies out there that will have – those prices are going to be a little similar, but, I mean, sometimes they can vary a little bit. Now, you might be wondering – but what about that part C? <laughs> Why are we, <laughs> we skipping around in the Medicare alphabet? We didn't forget that. <laughs> Medicare part C is typically what we call Medicare Advantage plans. And those plans can be helpful for some people. They're not helpful for everybody. Mm-hmm. A Medicare Advantage plan basically rolls the supplement and the part D into one coverage. Right. And it's generally speaking something that has a network of physicians that you must use. So if you're somebody that lives in an area who has an amazing network allowable through your Part C and you are someone who doesn't travel and isn't planning to really go anywhere then you might be a candidate for this. Right. You run into problems if you are traveling. Let's say you got Mm -hmm. the combo plan or C is kind of what I call it. But if you get that C plan and then you're traveling outside, if you have to doctor when you're on vacation or something and you have to go to a doctor that's out of network, which most likely they're going to be if you're traveling out of your state or, you know, somewhere else in the country, you're going to run into that and then you're going to experience the full cost of what that is. Yeah. So that can be a dangerous game if you are someone who travels frequently. So, and for most people, their network isn't necessarily very strong in their home area either. So if you're going to go down the route of Medicare Advantage, which is that Part C, you're going to need to be very clear about the network that you're allowed to work within 
and be very clear about what the benefits are. There's a reason that most people do the four-part system versus the three-part system, and it's because for most people, the Part D and the Medicare supplement on its own provides a stronger level of coverage for them. Right. So a lot of times you can research and find out what your current doctors and if they're in the network, but if you happen to need a specialty or something Mm -hmm. like that and you have to be referred out, that's usually when you're going to run into something. So you don't want to kind of be stuck. And this really entices a lot of people, the Part C does, because usually it's a lot less cost. Mm -hmm. Yep. Looking to save some money. Now, the Medicare supplements, they run around $150 a month. Mm -hmm. So for people who are on the four-part system, you're going to have a little less than $150 for your B. You're going to have around $150 for your supplement. So there's $300 a month plus whatever it is for your drug cost. So when you're budgeting for retirement, you can factor at least $300 a month per person to just be on the basic coverage. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to go up from there if you have a lot of drug usage that you need to worry about. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be on the Medicare Part C, the Medicare Advantage, that might run you, again, the 145-ish for the Part B, but then instead of running another 150 for the supplement and the drug, maybe it's only like 100 or 125. That's why some people are interested in it because there mm-hmm. is some embedded cost savings. So that's what you have to be thinking about when you're planning for your retirement. Okay. So that takes us through the bad news of the Medicare costs coming up. (laughs) The slightly good news about Social Security having a little bit of a cost of living increase this year, but also a little bit about how Medicare works and, and what to budget for when you're contemplating your retirement. Right. So we hope that's been valuable for you. Um, We hope that you have enjoyed listening to this, and we thank you for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.